Ladies and gentlemen, this picture contains scenes which under no circumstance should be viewed by anyone with a heart condition or anyone who is easily upset. Hey, welcome back to Caustic Content, the show where two lifelong friends torture one another by trying to find the absolute worst thing streaming on the internet. It's season two. That's right. Um, I was technically, I guess you could say I was defeated in season one, but I've refused to accept the results. Uh, it was it was clearly a, a rigged election of uh, of Adam Myros's films. He uh, people were voting for him that he paid off. It's the only explanation. Uh, Myros, what do you have to say for yourself? Uh, you know, it's it's just uh, heavy, heavy as the crown. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Well, I fully intend to destroy you in season two. I'm going for a clean sweep. This is going to be the shortest season ever. Then I'm going to take six months off in fucking Maui. How's that sound? <laughs> uh, you may be well on your way. That's great. Uh, joining us today, we've got our, our arbiter of truth, uh, a person who I generally trust more than Stephen Coleman, who is uh, he's taking this week off for some, uh, I don't know, is he working? He's probably working. The man works more than we do. He's a good person. Uh, but Colin Tanner's here. Colin, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I don't work. I'm evil, baby. Are you, are you excited to vote for, for my movie? Uh, vote, I, 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 check's not in the mail yet, so I don't know, buddy. You gotta, <laughs> I got to see that uh, screenshot of you dropping it in the old uh, uh, mail thing. I, the mail I trash can? to match your government stimulus checks. So <laughs> Hell yeah. Whatever you get from them. Hmm. We're off to a hot start. We can't even remember the name of uh, Mailbox. Yeah, no, that's the Mailbox. Go. That's... <laughs> they got to market those things better. <laughs> oh, God. all right. Great. <laughs> Guys, I, mean, I think I can explain this. The movies are what have rotten my brain so much I can't think straight because they don't they, – you to understand the movie, you must abandon all reality, you know? This is true. Yeah, yeah. We're, I mean, we're really starting season two off strong, I feel like. Uh, we, we decided it's it's the holiday season, so why not do some Christmas movies? But before we jump into those Christmas movies, Myros, why don't you go over the rules for this show so uh, any new listeners or any returning listeners know what the fuck we're up to here? Uh, yeah, sure, I can do that. Uh, the first rule that we have is you can only use what the streaming service provides you. You can't uh, go researching on external sites. If they give you a trailer... Uh, that's, that's a blessing right there. A Christmas miracle. Uh, mm. you know, on this note, I want a, a brief digression where I was uh, going through some of these trailers and, uh, just to shine a little spotlight on, on the Bezos curation here. Basically everything I found was off of a curated, presumably list of holiday films because holiday is not a real categorization on, on prime. So they have this, this curated list. It's like Amazon's holiday oh. favorites or something. Some bespoke boutique Amazon choices. Is this like what the <laughs> fuck uh, Spotify is doing where suddenly they have stories, but all their stories are just in Christmas sections that don't exist outside of Christmas? <laughs> the tech industry's fucked, man. I don't get it. Christmas ruins everything. Yeah, I don't know how one would get onto such a curated list uh, without a, a keyword or something like that. But here they are, these these real Christmas classics. But anyway, I watched a trailer for something called Christmas Twister, which I opted not to go with. It looked a little too high budget for us. It's a Casper Van Dien joint. Um, yeah, anyway, this trailer, I, I accidentally had subtitles on from a previous film. 
Uh, and it, it just started rolling with these subtitles that that uh, were not subtitles for the trailer. They were just subtitles of like two people having a random conversation. Uh, it was like, uh, what do you want for dinner? I'm like, what What the fuck's happening here? We're like, what, what, what in God's name? Like, God's like they, did, they did the captions for their movie with just like text to speech and they had a side conversation about where to get pizza from that night. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably a, a big clue that uh, the owner of Christmas Twister is not the one who uploaded it to Amazon Prime, in fact. No, oh probably not. Maybe it was Casper Van Dien. He's in that movie. Yeah, it could have been Casper himself. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, digression over. I just uh, that's a brief spotlight as to uh, once again highlighting that Amazon Prime is uh, probably the worst service imaginable, but uh, we love it. Um, yeah. Rule two, Eddie. I was that we we're not allowed to use uh, pick any found footage films. We try and avoid it. It's too redundant. Uh, we like to keep things moderately fresh. Uh, number three being our Godfrey Ho clause, which is to say one film per director. Although one of uh, tonight's films may just uh, make us uh, make an exception in the future. Because uh, I'm interested a special in episode. I'm exploring uh, some work <laughs> from one of these directors. With good reason. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the last rule is that these can't be anything either of us have seen previously. So they got to be fresh to us so we can try and be vaguely fresh to you, the listener. I think that's what makes this a really special episode. Uh, well, actually, this is how all of your episodes work, but I'm just so shocked. You guys didn't plan these in advance, and they 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 really complement each other in some really weird ways. This is a very special Christmas moment for me personally. Well, you, know, it, you do this show long enough, and you start to get kind of a refined palate, and uh, you start to be able to catch the clues that what you're about to dive into is... Uh, not not so good. Look at the logo. That font costs money. <laughs> this will be better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the case of my choice, it was basically, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't even watch a trailer. I just was like thumbing through some things. I was just like, hmm, that looks stupid. I think I, I spent all five seconds looking for a Christmas <laughs> movie. So, And if you um, had watched but, the trailer, you would have been uh, hot on the scent because it's it's basically just amateur wrestling for <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the good stuff, baby. Oh That's supposed to my film's trailer, which is one of the most batshit things I've ever seen. I don't even know. It's just like some insane, like Christmas wrapping paper overlay, like flying at the screen and at like a ninety-five percent opacity, covering scenes from the film. Nice. Yeah, your trailer is like deeply upsetting. It's I don't know what the fuck's going on, but it's it's not great. Not great. All right. Well, do, is that all the rules then? We got everything covered. That's People know it. what the show is. All right. Look at that. Season two, baby. It's kicking off. Uh, well, you know, let's let's start with my movie because clearly I'm the most important person <laughs> on this podcast. And, uh, you know, I'm steering the ship, so we're going to steer in my direction. I chose a little film called A Wrestling Christmas Miracle. And I chose this because the cover looks stupid and the title sounded stupid. And also, I like pro wrestling. So I was just like, oh, maybe it's like a pro wrestling movie. Maybe, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, 
new jack or the blue menial show up or something i it's you know that's what i thought too i was so pumped i was like i guarantee you no matter what happens because i I looked at the poster kurt angle has to make an appearance because it's like amateur wrestling and he's really big in amateur wrestling he's an advocate for it he he helped it uh stay in the uh uh the greco uh, olympics what the you know is that what they call them the greco olympics the The joey greco olympics more like the gecko olympics not they sold out so much you know i'm saying used to be about sports whatever moving on um but no no pro wrestlers i thought you had my back i was so pumped when i saw the title absolutely nothing for us i actually i didn't even make the connection to amateur wrestling i thought all that was going through my brain was just like oh like like wrestling like the kind that i enjoy uh but that that is not the case uh but boy howdy if you are into children's amateur wrestling and I know, you know, Ugh. all of our, our kitty spandex heads are out there listening <laughs> right now. Uh, this has got, it's got some footage. Also, peewee football for some fucking reason. <laughs> A little bit of peewee football. And when we say it has footage, I want you to remove from your mind the idea that this is any in any way, shape, or form cinematic or, or film-esque in its execution, Mm-mm. okay? iPhone. A Wrestling Christmas Miracle spends the first 10 to 15 minutes showing us footage of... It looks like the, the, the stuff that your dad shot, like when you would have like, oh, you're in the fifth grade and you have basketball and your dad shot, you know, a little VHSC of your game. Like, that's what this looks like. It's just shaky footage. And also because... <laughs> I would guess if if I if I were a betting man, uh-huh. I think yes. that the boy in this, who is also a wrestler, is probably the son of the director. Yes. I, I, I really yes. haven't done any research here. Oh wait, not the director. It's not the director. It's the writer. Oh, the writer. Okay, I was close. So the footage we're seeing is like actual footage of this kid actually wrestling. And the problem with that is, wouldn't you know, there's a little legal issue where you can't just use the faces <laughs> of random children in your movie or really anyone without their express written permission, uh, unless it's kind of like incidental. But in this case, uh, what they ended up doing was they're like this shaky cam, shitty wrestling footage from an iPhone is so good so good that we're going to use it and not only are we going to use it but we are going to blur the faces and logos that we do not have the rights to so what you are seeing is it's absolute <laughs> chaos it's and disturbing. they enjoyed this so much such a such an incredible uh, one-of-a-kind cinematic technique that they then employed the same technique to show us some peewee football footage which has nothing to do with this movie. It's a goddamn wrestling Christmas miracle. There is no football to be had. Save it for the sequel. Well, there already is a sequel, and it also has nothing to do with football. But Exactly! We have the karate Christmas! <laughs> also, no football. Two things I gotta get through here. When I saw those faces just being blurred, it's these weird, creepy onlookers of like these two children hurting each other. It's just disturbing. It's just weird. And I do not understand why people are like, yeah, I like it when kids wrestle. Like, creepy, weird. Don't film it. Weird. Put it in a movie, even weirder. Uh, but yeah. did you guys notice there were at least like three production companies? Before this movie even started, which was like an alarming amount because most of the time you see this piece of crap and it's like, you know, Jimmy's movie or whatever. This mm-hmm. had like three different logos. I feel like this is all like shell games from from our, our good friend Ken Del Vecchio. 
Oh, yeah. There's, okay, so this is either, yeah, like some sort of shell company. That seems like a safe bet. Um, you know, we're not, Mr. Del Vecchio, if you're listening, we're not accusing you of anything. I'm just alleging that it is a distinct possibility that one of these production companies is a shell company. <laughs> uh, I would also like to play Six Degrees of Porn with this guy because there's a lot of porny things going on here. And I realize that either the director or the writer, perhaps both seem to uh, be into the, the into the realm of contemporary Christian filmmaking there's some underlying conservative politics that are definitely uh, coursing in the veins of this one. But I, I don't know. This, this movie looks very porny. <laughs> All I've got so far, we've got, we've got the different, the different like, production companies. And then it's shot with a GoPro, it seems like. <laughs> Again, I could be wrong. Del Vecchio could call me up and be like, well, actually... So it looks like it's shot with a GoPro. It's all like wide angle, and it's on one of those like those auto adjust gimbal things that are like shitty steady cams <laughs> that you buy on Amazon for like sixty dollars, and it's just like constantly adjusting left or right. It's got this wide angle lens. It's very porny. I can <laughs> I can easily see a high definition butthole floating in a frame, and the house that it is shot at is one of the most porny-looking houses I have ever seen. And it is absolutely debased and insane that it's used as just like, this is where these people live. Everything, the walls, the carpet, the furniture, <laughs> everything is stark white, yes. but it's it looks like it's decorated by a 21-year-old college student. There's like, oh, TV's in the middle of the room. There's a guitar <laughs> amp off in the corner. There's a Beck's beer sign on the wall. That's the only thing on the wall. I I am overwhelmed by just the aesthetics of this movie. It's it, it is repugnant. Here's here's what I got, man. Here's my theory. This is Rebecca. This is totally like a Rebecca Black Black Friday type thing. Is my guess because the movie itself mm. makes no sense. I think all it was was like. Hey, what are you going to get your son for, oops, almost divorced? Well, the family <laughs> is going to get together and make a movie. And I get, because some of these people, I can't tell why they're in the movie. I think they're part of like some production company. You just hire it. And that's why it all looks like a porno set, because they just shuffle people in and shuffle them out. We're just here to make a movie. You write the script. Doesn't have to make any sense. We just push it out on Amazon. I don't know, man. That's See, a theory. I I don't think your theory holds water here because <gasps> I, like the guy, one of these people who would seem to be like one of his players, I guess, is is the, the villainous fellow doing all the accents. Yep. Which I believe he's a co-writer on the thing and has worked with Del Vecchio in the past. The weird <laughs> thing is, my theory is more along the lines of uh, Del Vecchio is like, a, a monstrous parent something of that nature because uh the the football footage is a little bit different than the wrestling footage in the way uh -oh. that if you're a college football fan you want to dabble in watching some oh who, who'd my team sign this year let's take a look at their footage this has like the weird like i sent this peewee football footage into like some prep company to make highlights in in the hopes that like Pete That's Carroll will give my kid a scholarship <laughs> at age eight or something. Like it's got that stupid weird like spotlighting. It it's just I it's weird. I think that this guy is pimping out his kid in every uh, possible way, including <laughs> like oh he's gonna be a star actor, an athlete, and and we're just betting the farm on this fucking kid. 
I love that yeah. we've just opened up with the movie. Didn't need to explain anything except for the opening uh, like seconds oh. because we're trying to figure out why does this exist because it's so suspicious. It's so shady. It's, it, yeah, and you can't even get into the plot. It also has a listed budget of $2 million, which is horrible. Holy <laughs> fucking shit. No way. And it has all these, again, I guess that the expense incurred in this movie, well, other than paying like fucking washed up actors to appear in it for like 10 seconds, but um, this locations, there's inexplicable amount of location shooting in this, in this level of a fucking movie. Mm. Uh so I guess that that would cost money. I, I don't buy that they spent two million dollars on this, but what money they did spend, I, I, I think there is something going on with this fucking thing. I'll How much does you. a porn house cost to rent? <laughs> well, we can talk. Some, somebody give me the numbers on a five bedroom in the valley here. Come on. <laughs> something, something rotten about this movie. I'll tell you, something rotten about the production. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the entire time I was watching it, I was more or less trying to figure out who really wrote it and who's in charge. Like, I'm looking at all the actors like, one of you must really be in charge. Why are you here? Like, who? <laughs> like, it just seems like someone has something on these people. Or like I said, like, it, it would be something where stupid people with too much money just make a big movie because they don't know what else to do. Oh, God, it's a tax write-off, isn't it? This is all just tax write-offs, isn't That's it? That's entirely possible. See, Fuck the guy yeah. the guy who's behind this, and I guess the good news comes is that he did not in fact direct this making him immune from the godfrey ho class oh well that's good uh, is is the man who plays ajax gabriel the father uh the the wrestling hero who deposes uh, evil communists in the congo yeah, and is named uh, after a poisonous cleaning supply yeah yeah a, he is <laughs> his name is ken del vecchio and his son is mario del vecchio and they also play father and son in this film and neither yeah. can act at fucking all and the son's name is Case with a K. Yes. Very cool. Del Vecchio is such a fucking funny name, though. It sounds like some <laughs> Tim Heidecker project. It's so good. <laughs> like Del Vecchio it's Industries. Got big, just... like, chest hair, gold chain uh, porn director name. By the way, uh, before we get into it, um, I think I don't want to spoil anybody, but uh, I think you were mistaken. You said that he was the pro wrestler. That was a front. He's the CIA. You know, look, we can explain later. <laughs> Well, he does kind of have, it's like he's doing a Kurt Angle. He was trying to fulfill your Kurt Angle dreams. <laughs> he really was. I just wanted to, I wanted a wrestling angle I, instead of got a bad Kurt Angle. What are you going to do? When I, when, when I was trying to assess these two films, because, you know, of course I want to win, but let's, let's try and be fair here. I'm going to give Myros' movie a fair shake. One of the special criteria that I used this time around, because we're doing Christmas movies, is what is the Christmas connection? How oh. Christmassy are we? And a wrestling Christmas miracle <laughs> may just be the least Christmassy Christmas movie, especially with Christmas in the fucking title that I have ever seen in my entire life. So the plot, whatever the plot is, this this is this is one of those I, things where like literally the first story beat that you get if someone told me that like in, in just their elevator pitch or I was like hey Del Vecchio what's your, what's your new movie about and he goes well as soon as these these words came out of his mouth I'd be like dude you, you gotta be fucking kidding me this this kid because it feels like a child wrote it I just I, I can't <laughs> believe that I honestly I he may have let his son write it yeah I can't wait till we get into uh, the plot of the movie within the movie because that's what will really fucking lose our minds but yeah, go ahead with the main plots. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> the plot is uh, 
Case Case is a is a wrestling phenom at the age of eleven. He's undefeated in forty straight bouts, I believe. And how do you know that, Steve? Told, how do you know that? Uh, because the opening uh, sequence with all of the, sh- the home movies of him wrestling also has like a news person narrating over it, who then interviews him. <laughs> and the he local says, news is covering this some... is newsworthy. Yeah, <laughs> an eleven-year-old wrestling is newsworthy. And he informs the local news that he is quitting wrestling. He is retiring because his friend is in a coma and he believes that he can wake his friend up from a coma by making the funniest movie ever made. And by showing his comatose friend this movie, his friend will laugh so hard that he will awaken from a coma. Now... That's fucking dumb. You're 11. You shouldn't be that fucking stupid. I'm going to start with that, Mr. Case. One minor thing, Steve, is that he he does not even threat retirement. What he says is he's he's stopping wrestling for 40 days and 40 nights, like, you know, Christ in the desert or something. Yeah, it's like when Chumbawamba broke up until world peace. And then eventually Mm -hmm. they got back together a few years later when they ran out of money. It's, it's the same. This is a, just a chumble on the breakup story. I'm sorry. He didn't retire. It was just a, a temporary 40 day uh, <laughs> taking some time off mid wrestling season. Now, not only is this a harebrained, stupid, just come on, kid, just a terrible idea, but his his family fully supports him with this. Just 110 percent. And they have signed on to be the executive producers of this movie that he makes. So he makes a movie, uh, which we can we can go into that plot afterwards, but I'm not ready for the, the Russian nesting doll of the movie within the movie quite yet. Uh, needless to say, he's able to uh, <laughs> secure the services of one Gilbert Gottfried and Todd Bridges <laughs> for his movie within the movie. He makes this movie. It makes no fucking sense. It's not funny. It's we'll talk about it. Eh, and then, got, there were some good jokes. I'll give it to it. They had some the, jokes. The plot stops. The plot stops. It just completely like pulls the emergency brake so that we can go into like a, a, a radio uh, a news thing <laughs> where we are told that his father is is uh, like leading a, a U.S. backed military coup in the Congo. And this goes on for about 15 minutes. And then some of the family producer people, it turns out they are embezzling money. And only when his father returns home from doing imperialism (laughs) with wrestling, um, can they get the money back? The end. Is that right? Where is this embezzlement? I don't remember any embezzlement. Well, oh, yeah. The, the producers but they steal they, like, the film, they, and then the brother, they steal yeah. the, film. the brother-in-law, is in league with the the, the thieves. But is yeah, okay, he embezzling yeah. money? I think that they just intend to uh, st- take the million dollars. It's, it's a ransom situation. It's a ransom ransom situation. I'm sorry. You could see how it's easy to get a little confused watching this one. I, I could so I, I could I see apologize how. to Mr. You Dovecchio also you also you. forgot to mention that not only did they have those two aforementioned stars, they also have Michael Winslow. And Jimmy Walker, also starring oh. as, as random people in this fucking movie within the movie. Well, there's your budget. <laughs> $1.5 million on that bullshit. Could not tell you anything about that scene, by the way, but I can commit to memory all the pictures that occurred. Couldn't tell you what actually it means, but there's a lot going on. That's no, the best way no. to put it. If I were to describe what this, this world's funniest movie is about, I, I think it's... Uh, I don't, for some reason, 
a judge turns a hospital into a prison and imprisons <laughs> all the doctors in it. I guess. It's true. But he had to. Yeah. He said it was easier. I don't know why. He said, because this is easier. They, oh, by the way, let's, let's address something really quick because the coma thing is pretty serious when you see the kid falling into the coma. Oh, wait, you never do? No. No, I was going to say, what? what scene is <laughs> he's that? just that in I the blink? coma, and we never explain why he's in a coma or how he's in a coma. He's just in a coma. You know? It's a pretty chill coma, too. He's just laying in his bed in his house. He's not even in the hospital. Which, it's they have a fucking hospital. Coma. They have a hospital set. Why the fuck's he in his house? <laughs> because they sent no. him home because he's been in a coma for too long. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Doesn't make I, I, any I don't, sense. I don't know. And then this, yeah, this movie within the movie, there's like all of this, this digitally added film grain that makes everything look terrible. And then the jokes are, I guess it's mostly situational, like ah. ha, ha, there's court happening inside of a hospital. Um, I don't think Gilbert Gottfried has any jokes. No, he has literally one scene that they show twice in the movie. The, the, the dad wrestler guy, he plays... Uh, well, I, I thought he was like deaf, but he's not deaf. He's just mute. And instead of uh, doing like sign language, he just wildly gesticulates. And then there's a woman that translates for him. Did you guys get the vibe? Supposed of, to laugh. Did, so the guy's in a wheelchair and he's making very lewd gestures. And my first thought, I swear, and I never really broke from it, was he's doing, um, God damn it, uh, Larry Flint. Like he's doing a Larry Flint impersonation or something. Yeah. Because this this movie is atta- is attached to porn. See, it all comes back around <laughs> to porn. See, yeah, I really thought he was going for a hawking sort of thing. I mean, not not effectively at all. But I just thought that they're like, he's the greatest genius on earth or some shit. Even though I I don't fucking understand. <laughs> Maybe it's an homage to Todd Salon's storytelling where the kid has cerebral palsy. <laughs> no, oh. I probably not. So <laughs> I guess that uh, man, I wonder. We were missing a key thing about this movie within the movie, too, also, that that further adds a layer of mystery to this whole thing. Um, it has a different tone. It's it's a more adult-oriented uh, piece of work, I would say. Oh, there's, yeah. There's blood and there's language, and all the language is censored is in the film. Is there blood, though? I mean the the the, the blood well, is it's like a cherry pie and a watermelon it's a it's a Gallagher routine okay fair I enough call it blood. fair enough but either way it's there's it's more suggestive stuff you, happening you're in clutching this. your pearls at the Gallagher show Adam Myros I'm just saying why is all this shit censored was this was this like a previous production uh, maybe that would explain why they didn't have access to the hospital set when they were doing the coma thing as well. Was this a completely yeah. <laughs> separate production that they shoehorned into this? Recycled. And were like, well, we got to have a G rating. Anything that's remotely mm-hmm. risque will bleep out for God knows what. Yeah. So you got a Godfrey Ho uh, kind of situation where it's just chopping up a previous film to create this one. I would not be surprised if if this was recycled from another film, I don't or think just it's a released film, project. but I no, think maybe that is no. pivoted hard at some point. And I always got the vibe that it was well because I already kind of spilled my beans early here and said, "All right, I think it's this weird Rebecca Black thing." But for some reason, I really believe the idea that maybe they let like some children write a movie because they spent a lot of money and they're like, "Ah, oh, that was fun. Let's do it again." And then we'll put the movie in the movie. Like I, I just had to assume that children were deciding. I can't stress that enough. This movie feels like children decided everything because <laughs> what is um, 
tangible in the film is virtually nothing. It is all cotton candy. You can't like there's this whole scene where for some reason the kid is just like going on and on. I, I, I hate to skip around, but it's it, none of it matters in order where he's just in the living room with his mom. And he looks at his mom. And he's like, you know, mom, you're kind of like Superman, you know, not Superman, like Superwoman. But, you know, like you do a lot. You help me out a lot. And it just it doesn't exist for any reason. It's this weird no. scene. It never comes back. Interruption. Interruption. Uh, breaking news since we, we thoroughly researched this podcast. Uh, we have here a movie from 2016 written by one Ken Del Vecchio uh, called Hospital Arrest, mm. uh, wherein a group of miscreant doctors have been sentenced to prison at the hospital they destroyed. Each physician crazier than the other. They may be topped by the physically handicapped warden and the guards who oversee them. Political correctness ignored. This madcap movie sets a new standard for film comedy. Uh, starring Ooh. in this film, you, you may be able to, to take some wild stabs here. Uh, we have Gilbert Gottfried. We have Jimmy Walker. We have Michael Winslow. We have Todd Bridges. Uh, we also have, this is the, the last film of legendary actor Robert Loggia. Bullshit. No. Are you serious? I'm actually mad now. I'm actually fucking mad now because yeah. Robert Lozier is a great fucking actor and I know he's a bit of a meme, but if you really watch his work, like, yes, you can enjoy it on multiple lovers of lovers, levels. Oh, see that? I want to be a lover of Lozier. That's what I'm saying. This is upsetting. <laughs> he he deserved so much better. He deserved that Oscar moment. You know, like, I'm serious. I love that guy. That orange juice commercial. It's probably the best commercial ever made. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Robert Lozier. <laughs> Just love it. This is, wow. Very upsetting. Well, we solved the mystery. Uh, you did forget, forget to, you, you neglected something, Myros. Yes. Um, hospital uh, arrest is, it's uh, stylized on the poster. So the H is the, is like the, the hospital road sign H. The T's are the little red cross that we associate with the hospital. But the A, oh, the A, is the anarchy symbol. Very cool. Is this an Antifa hospital? Steve, I want you to get away from that image. Your computer may be hacked. Oh, my God. I, I, I feel so radicalized right now. <laughs> this is great. So oh I, I guess that theory pans out. And this is a separate director as well. The only through line, I mean, Del Vecchio does not seem to uh, direct much of his own stuff here. So he produces, he writes, and these all have directors for hire, which a uh, totally separate one for, for the movie within the movie. But it is, in fact, recycled footage. So we have our answer there, which which officially mm. makes the $2 million budget Total tax fraud bullshit if they're to try to pass that up. Yeah. I, did you, I just want to just randomly bring up something else that happens in the movie because that's how the movie does it. So why the fuck not? Um, remember when the kid just mentions that his favorite football player is Mean Joe Green? Yeah. yeah mean Joe Green hasn't things. played since 1981. Fucking 39 years My favorite ago. football player is Mean Joe Green because he's mean and he's also good, but he's nice. Okay. <laughs> Why? Why is he your favorite? That is, what? Yeah. I, well, I mean, that's that's his explanation. It's because he's mean and he's good at football, but he's also nice. That's, that's fine. Just don't so put it in the movie. Bring it back around. <laughs> that's that's dialogue written by a sixty-year-old man. There's there's no one nope. fucking don't younger than that who knows who fucking mean Joe Greed is. I mean, I know who he is, but I've never seen him play football. I. Uh, so like I know him from yeah, that fucking commercial. The NFL films archives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Well, um, this is uh, it's it's terrible. I mean, that's what the whole show's about. Of course, it's terrible. But uh, you know, uh, we 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 have another we have another movie to talk about here too, and then we'll uh, we'll figure out which which truly is 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 the worst film. Are you guys really going to move on? <laughs> There's, I, I don't think there's anything else to say here. This okay. is chaos. Okay. What a- Let me, you know what? Uh, I've got a few things I just want to get across. That's fine. All right. Go there's ahead. a scene because the villains are stealing the movie, right? The opening scene with them is a woman saying over and over again, wow, my whites do look whiter. And she's saying it over and over again while another man is doing sit-ups. And it is so... <laughs> Strange. It is so Dada-esque. And I have to assume that these villains are, you know, you know, I assume they're married in real life or dated in real life or a part of a collective of lovers or something uh, near Los Angeles that's been Cult, around maybe? since. Yeah, there's something about them. This this film was not made in Los Angeles. Oh, oh really? Well, that's New even Jersey, more alarming. Maybe. Oh, this is yeah. not good. <laughs> but did, you, did you not notice how much marble there is? This is a very, uh, very Jersey-esque film. <laughs> but uh, Gilbert Gottfried's in the movie, and I want to say, because it's regrettable that he decided to make something like this, but whatever. I don't think he was aware that he was going to be folded into this movie. Gilbert Gottfried's a great guy. I like his podcast. I don't want a dog on him. He does fine in the movie. Whatever. I don't want to say anything mean about him. I like him. He was a Yago. There. I feel better. <laughs> I just worry about him financially because he was he was not just in this. He was in uh, one other film I, I nearly picked for this project as well for, for this uh, Christmas episode. So I feel like he's yeah. he's slid into the How much cocaine do you Eric have to buy Roberts, to blow through uh, all your Aflac money? Yeah, he's in that Eric Roberts zone. I, I he should have never made those nine eleven jokes. I guess. <laughs> well, I think happen. I think he has something far worse. He's just really nice and agreeable. Hey, we're making this movie, Gilbert. Would you be in? Oh, all right for a day. Sure, <laughs> that's it. I mean, his SAG day rate is probably like several thousand dollars uh, to just be in this idiot's movie. It's not that bad, I guess. You get free food. You get several thousand dollars. You go home. That's okay. He's not a man that has to be concerned with his legacy, I don't think. <laughs> he he just wants to go home and talk about Groucho Marx like everyone else. He's a reasonable mm-hmm. man. To be fair, he, he did not appear in this movie either. Let's get that straight. <laughs> yeah, he appeared in another movie. <laughs> this was, He's never really in a wrestling Christmas miracle. He's only in whatever it is. Uh, uh, hospital hospital arrest. <laughs> There's the worst thing about uh, the movie I could say overall is that the performances are basically outside of the one we're talking about because the movie within the movie is like actually no there's like two movies within a movie because the first one is the one that's all about like swearing and stuff but like the kid made it to make his friend laugh but then there's the separate movie that takes place in the hospital but then there's the regular movie because <laughs> it's, it's all necessary because you know like adaptation like you need the layers to really appreciate a wrestling christmas by the way no christmas no santa no christmas there's none there's zero christmas no in this the movie. guy dresses like a grinch when he steals the film that's the only thing that has any fucking thing to do with christmas at all good makeup yeah. it was good makeup like i'm just you know and the film is lit well and, and they used good cameras like i'm not there are areas where Listen, I can be like, anybody could buy a gopro hero come on that's <laughs> <laughs> You know what it, the movie really feels like? Um, when I'm, the scenes with the villains, especially. Uh, I don't know if you guys um, were cool like me and stayed home on Saturday nights and watched uh, Food Network, uh, but I really like that show Good Eats. But what's so nice about Good Eats 
is that they actually teach you things while they make bad jokes. This just felt like it had the production values of like Good Eats without any of the information. It's just boring <laughs> bad jokes and people doing accents, so many accents and so many all the cinematic flair of an Alton Brown cooking show. Yeah, <laughs> I, I but. Just... It, Hey, the final seasons look good, yeah, you know, but th the thing that drives me nuts is, and this is why I think a child wrote it, because I even, <laughs> I talked to someone that has children and was like, do you think a child wrote this? Because I really believe this, this much. Um, I said, okay, there's this, because there's this one scene. Cal Montana, investigative journalist, he talked to a person who has a child. <laughs> because, well, no, because it makes no sense. It makes no sense that an adult would ever make this joke. You just wouldn't, or you would have to be someone that uh, doesn't understand English and is just learning to maybe find the joke. It doesn't work. I'll explain the joke. Okay. They're in the wrestling place. I don't know. There's just like wrestling mats in the gym or something and it's lit pretty well and there's spotlights and it's like, you throw me the thing and I'll throw you the money and we'll take the movie. And he says, okay, but when will we throw it? When I finish spelling the word bear. And he's like, all right. And he's like, B-A- no, he says B-E-A, and, and there guy goes, you spelled it wrong. It's B-A-R-E. No, I'm spelling bear, like in the wood. You're thinking a bear, like in the cupboard. No, I'm spelling bear. <laughs> like, no, what? I'm going to throw this when I finish spelling a word? Oh, who's on first? It's it's a real but classic no, setup. Here. No, I'm, I'm serious because that is so outside of like, that's like amazing. Like, I've never heard anyone try and write a joke like that. Like, Colin, unless they're like you five. Are, you have somehow bypassed the stupidest thing in the scene. <laughs> What's that? Where he's pointing a can of tennis balls at the protagonist. <laughs> I'm trying to pass it off as some sort of high tech explosive not a disguise no. No, it's not a prop made of a can of tennis balls it is a fucking can of tennis balls it doesn't even look like it. it looks like they already opened it honestly maybe that was the point but it's just uh i think the credited writers here are Candel vecchio of course and buddy fitzpatrick who plays the villain uh yeah, I I think you I just think Ken Del Vecchio's an imbecile. I I think he has the mind of a child, perhaps. But um, <laughs> now, I mean, I, I know we got to move on, Steve. I just briefly want to touch on Del Vecchio before we do. Uh, beyond speculative nonsense, he and is, we have to talk about the ending. Uh, you go first, obviously, but we have to talk about the ending. Uh, sure, I don't even remember what the fuck the ending is. Other than uh, he gets back from conquering communism and a bunch of wrestlers attack the goon. Uh, that's well, about it because that happens off camera because that's what people like that's when you make a film it's all about how do you tell something you know don't show it how do you tell it you know <laughs> like how do you tell that this person's a wrestler just have that's some news lady tell you screenwriting 101 tell, tell don't show don't show never um <laughs> why is this kid in a coma whatever we told you he's in a coma back off you know you sometimes have to push the audience back a little bit and say enjoy the world of cinema you know, for what it is, you know, let it wash over you. Um, um, yes, yes, his father does go uh, to Venezuela, of course, to wrestle an elephant, but that he does, but that is undercover and so that he's part of the CIA. He's part of the CIA so that he can do the coup, so that he can return, so that the, the movie is back because because he was there when they were there and then he grabbed one of the guys and then they go to the kid in the coma and they play the movie and it doesn't work and then the kid wakes up and goes oh hey what's going on everybody 
doesn't laugh. <laughs> doesn't laugh. Doesn't watch the movie. Doesn't react to anything that has happened. Just some kid laying yep. in a bed. And they're like, oh, hey, what's up? I thought the whole point yep. was to get the movie because he'll watch it and then he'll laugh and then he'll laugh. So, like, uh, is this the whole f- point is there is no point. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> But that's just uh-huh. it. It's that it, it follows the structure of what they said it was going to happen, and it did happen. She just didn't. The kid just goes, "Oh, what's up?" Like, no, get another take. <laughs> that's the ending. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like, I was very angry when this movie was over. Uh, yeah. So, so again, I I realize we don't want to take forever on this uh, particular film, but just uh, want to go over a few things about Del Vecchio himself. Uh, yes. Let's also touch on a uh, the one Amazon review for this film, too, because it's a doozy. Mad sauce. Mad sauce. <laughs> really suspect. The top the top and only review for this film on, on Prime is from one J.D. Lockenen. Uh He gives it five <laughs> stars, and uh, he has this to say. I can't wait for the basketball Christmas miracle, but please paint your house. Oh. <laughs> paint your damn house (laughs) okay so moving on to mr del vecchio he has a wikipedia page which i have to imagine was created by ken del vecchio and in fact the citation at the top says the topic of this article may not may may not meet wikipedia's general notability guideline that's a sick burn um Anyway, this guy, Del Vecchio, is... I want to go over two of his previous films. We're going to go over Renaissance Man, a documentary <laughs> first, because it uh, it tells you a little bit about the guy. Uh, summation here is a documentary that chronicles the aberrational accomplishments and outlandish antics of the first Congress candidate in the country to endorse Donald Trump for president. Renaissance Man <laughs> will often have you asking, is this for real? The larger-than-life protagonist-slash-antagonist is a real-life acclaimed filmmaker, best-selling author, film festival chairman, attorney, former judge, and bench-press champion, who has a cult following of masses who support him in his congressional bid and much more. Uh, Not to be confused with the (laughs) Danny DeVito film. I don't. Anyone that labels themselves a best-selling author, right away, I don't trust them. Like, you don't just... No one mentions that. You say New York Times best-selling author, or you don't at all. If you include best-selling author, it's like, of what, where? What does that mean? You know? Just saying. So, yeah, oh, he, he's... Uh, that's, that's Ken Del Vecchio. He's a real renaissance man. Uh, another film, the last film I want to highlight before we can move on here is, is a film he made... Uh, separate director again. We're in, we're in good shape. We can still cover this. Uh, it's called O B A M Nude. Uh, this is some sort of a play out Obama. Obam nude. I, I have, nude. I don't know what what O B A M is a, is an acronym for. I I guess I'll have to watch it and find out. But uh, the, the plot summary on this one. Uh, at Occidental College in 1981, a loner snorts cocaine and smokes marijuana, secretly hoping cool. to one day become someone important. His dream no. <laughs> and much more comes true when Satan appears, promising the world. There's one caveat, though, as a deal with the devil requires consideration. In this case, not just the delivery of the young man's soul, but millions more. With an agreement procured... Satan and his new protege plot, plan, and scheme a long-term agenda that ultimately ends with the United States presidency, 
transforming the Earth's greatest democracy into a communist fiefdom ruled by a ruthless dictator. Uh, <laughs> of course, the cover of this uh, has a, a cartoon drawing of uh, Obama next to Satan. Even, oh. though, even though the character of O-B-A-M is in fact played by Ken Del Vecchio. <laughs> A dead ringer for Obama, <laughs> Mike. Wait, wait, wait. Kendall, is it Kendall Vecchio in blackface, or is it just regular Kendall Vecchio? Unfortunately, Steve, we'll have to see the movie to find out. Oh, Neither no. answer would surprise That's me. That's a cliffhanger. <laughs> so this is the guy oh, we're working Lord. with. Uh, seems like an A-plus gentleman, but uh, yeah, this, this movie's nonsense, and uh, don't ever watch it. No. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. It's it's like everything that you would associate with a movie, but like ripped apart and thrown into a blender and, and something that is completely unrecognizable is created. So Fuck this movie. how many how many votes do you think he got for his congressional bid? I'm going to go with I, I mean, I don't know. It depends because if he's in like, I don't know. Like, did he did he even win the primary? Maybe there were other Republican challengers that he he didn't even get past. That seems likely, very very likely. Yeah, I, I don't I don't. Know. Before we move on, and, and we really should just one last thing because they don't actually take the time to you know set it up whatsoever. Uh, there's a man in the opening scene who's flaring around in a uh, wheelchair, and they say he bit off his tongue to cure autism. Not going to follow that up at all, Steve. Uh yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, I tried it. It didn't work. I don't know why he <laughs> went for it, but whatever, man. Um, yeah. Ken Del Vecchio for Congress. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that some other time, I guess. Oh, God. There's a picture of him with Trump. Jesus Christ. That literally <laughs> is Tim Heidecker. That must be just Tim Heidecker. He's fooling us. This can't be real. This is. Yeah. Wow. Wow. wow, uh, wow. Unfortunately, I'm watching the trailer for Obama nude right now and uh, no blackface. Ugh, nothing, nothing but disappointment here. All right. Well, enough about Ken Del Vecchio. We watched another movie, too. Uh, get your Kleenex ready. It's the it's Christmas tears. Hey, spoiler um, alert. And I'm not joking. We'll get to it. But there were tears running down my face. I am not lying yeah. from this movie. Yeah. What this movie did to me did make me cry. <laughs> I, I, too. I, too, shed several tears uh, throughout the, the entire film. Um, well, we talked about some of the technical shortcomings of a wrestling Christmas miracle. Um, <laughs> no, forgot. And we also discussed, you know, how, how inept maybe uh, some of the people involved were. But nothing can prepare you. <laughs> for I saw just how inept Christmas tears is. Uh, and I'm sure you're saying to yourself, Steve... I watched a wrestling Christmas miracle because I am a psychopath. Now, how could Christmas tears be be worse in 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 a technical sense? Technical sense being emphasized. <laughs> it begins with the opening credits that have the production company's name spelled wrong. <laughs> yeah, and they can't hide it either because there's two production logos that come out back to back, one of which it is spelled correctly in, and one of which is immediately yeah, replaced by one word spelled with an E inexplicably. Exactly. They, it's like they show you good, bad, and then they just... <laughs> okay, and then on top of that, this isn't just like your run-of-the-mill bad filmmaking like we're used to. I mean, it's that, but it's it's a few steps further 
because this this guy who whoever made this he's found a new way to edit film <laughs> it, it just previously undiscovered this is a whole new frontier of of cinema i i think instead of like doing a traditional overlay like he wanted to crossfade between different images in this like opening montage while the credits were playing but all he did was instead of crossfading between different images he just layered one image on top of the other oh, this so that's some real like avant-garde shit going on here this happens a that lot is, it, it is literally nauseating to watch because it's that kind of weird I, I, i'm not sure what year this was made but if i had to guess it's it's at least five years old maybe 10 years old somewhere in that realm where it's digital filmmaking but it's not quite that level of high definition that you want to see. So everything looks like washed out asshole and it's all <laughs> layered on top of each other. And you know what? For the life of him, this guy cannot figure out how to get a fucking aspect ratio. Right. <laughs> that's that's the other big thing. This is a recurring problem we're running into where they're just like, we got to make this thing anamorphic, guys. It's like you didn't shoot it in that aspect ratio. Stop fucking doing this. You can't, you can't do what you you just can't do that. It doesn't fucking work that way. All right. It's not like everybody if, back if away I, until we're in 4K and back <laughs> and back. If I see a doghouse, I cannot park a fucking Hummer in the doghouse. <laughs> Things don't fit. Okay. And that is the scenario that we've come up upon here. And not only is the aspect ratio fucked up, but they try like two or three different ones before they settle on something that occasionally works. <laughs> the aspect ratio is so fucked up that the opening credits are, are lopped off by black. <laughs> yeah. And this is, this is a classic, this is a classic caustic content move. This is on the caustic content bingo bar or bingo card where you get not only the black bars on the top and the bottom, but the nice black sidebars. That's that's a good old caustic content move, baby. We love to see it. Love me some sidebars. You're not going to talk about the production company, that Lighting Star, which is just a JPEG of lightning, the same one, just flashing like six times out of sync with the at. audio. No, this is 1994 Corel Printhouse clip art, man. That's where we're at. This is digital video. You can tell, like, I don't know if you guys fuck around with video at all, but I used to have a camcorder in that awful time when, like, the iMac existed, but, like, USB wasn't... No, no, whatever. But, like, DV was, like, this really cheap, really harsh-looking footage because, like, I don't know if you've seen Bamboozled by uh, Spike Lee. He also filmed on, mm -hmm. on DV, and there's a reason he didn't go back because you need a shit ton of light to make it look good. And this movie, thankfully, has a lot of good lighting. Wait, let me check. Never has good lighting at any point. <laughs> <laughs> the entire movie takes place at night. <laughs> this movie looks like a, this looks like a TV from 1985 where you found the color setting. You're like, what's color? And you just turned it up all the way. There's just everyone looks like a melted crayon eventually. It's so disturbing. It's not good. Not good at all. Very upsetting. Uh, but I gotta say. Boy, does it look like shit, but I I laughed oh, quite a bit. I laughed so quite much. And and it helps if we set up the story and two Christmas <laughs> tears, uh, I, I guess, credit. It is two things 
that a wrestling Christmas miracle is not. One, it is most certainly a Christmas movie. Like, yes. to its core, it is a Christmas movie. So, Judeo-Christian Christmas. Very yeah. clear. Who's Very in charge? <laughs> and also, it has a story with a pretty linear progression. And in fact, it's such a generic story that it's like every like every like Christmas redemption story you've ever seen just sort of grafted onto um, your typical like student film, indie film, uh, woe is me, poverty tale. So it's a writing exercise is what it is. Like you can feel like, and it's fine. Like you can tell yeah. the person was given an assignment or something. And it's, it's very by the books. And you can also tell that even though no one in this movie can act and, and I oh. would not be surprised if, if very few, if anyone in this movie has more than one IMDb, credit i would be shocked um but everybody is trying really hard and they seem to be enjoying themselves they are passionate about what they're doing they're it into doesn't it have the, yeah they're they're fucking into it and thank god they are because oh my god there's so much hilarious shit in this um I, you know i don't normally uh i'm not prone to fits of laughter when elderly yep. women get run over by cars but i forgot God about damn, that. that's not the most funny shit i've ever seen dude um, dude hold on wait a minute please let's let us go through it because there are some moments the, the, the if you wanted that leonardo DiCaprio, you know smoking the cigarette pointing at the tv moment it's there for you because <laughs> the opening is literally this this small child and this adult woman looking at a tree in a window at a store like they're in the store and they're standing up to this play which you never see and they're just like really happy about looking at this thing even though they've clearly seen it all there's nothing to it and there's a man outside the display staring at them, like two feet away and he's crying and this is broad daylight you get it's the great. you get the christmas tears right away like no one's noticing this man yeah. crying outside they hit you with the christmas tears like as soon as those opening credits are done just boom smack you with the christmas tears that is so unnerving though that that, that character is i think his name is trevor he's my favorite mm -hmm. character I love oh, Trevor. Tre Trevi's a Trevi's great. We love Trevor. We love oh, for him. He's just he doesn't give a fuck, dude. He does whatever he wants in this movie. He's a go getter. Yeah, he, he really, they really get on board with Trevor's plight straight out the gate too. Two like kindly old white women just are like, "Hi, Trevor, how's it going?" And he's like, "Fuck you and fucking die." <laughs> What? Yeah. What? <laughs> How's your mother? It's like, why don't you shove a chainsaw up your cooter, you ass hat? Like, th come on, Trevor, fucking dial it back, dude. <laughs> Will you give him some credit? There's at least a joke afterwards where the women walk away and she goes, I would never raise my kid like that. And the other one goes, Oh, yeah, when is he getting out of, you know, parole or is getting off parole? You know, it's like, All right, that's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, it's not great, but like, all right, I'm going <laughs> to give it credit. Uh, well, I mean, this kind of leads us uh, to the song down, down a certain path here. Where, uh, uh, which this, one? This really gets the ball rolling. <laughs> the fucking titular song, baby. That thing's just like, oh, it's a fucking mess. You mean the song that exists just so we can be in the liquor store and look at stuff? <laughs> <laughs> and and the song, there are so many moments where it's clear that the movie was cut to the music instead of the other way around, which is 
uh, a technique you can certainly apply, but when it's just somebody staring at an object over and over again, this happens throughout the film, just people staring at objects. You can clearly tell the actor be like, hey, keep looking at it. Yeah, you're doing good. Smile. Nod and smile. <laughs> and like I, just, I want to know where do we, uh, where do I obtain the original soundtrack for this movie? Because it's uh, it's it's special. Something it's, tells it's really me it was special. never uh, pressed to vinyl. <laughs> oh, yeah, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You, okay, real quick. Um, the, the, the the asshole Trevor once again, right on Trevor. You go. Um, he goes. He's yelling at that liquor store guy for no reason. He's just trying to get his change. He's just an asshole liquor store guy. And then the liquor store guy says something about like, "Hey, let me tell you about God." And it's like. Both of you are assholes. Like, you're an asshole for yelling at him. And the other guy's like, my God is right. And he is watching you. Like, that's a real line in the film. <laughs> From a guy that works at a liquor store. What is going on? Why is that guy so judgmental? Go get a different job. Like, I worked at a liquor store once. And let me tell you, you can't be judgmental. Like, after like the third day, you're like, I've seen it all, man. Like, all this guy was like a little turf. Like, uh, and that's all it took. Just a little short, and bam, my God is watching you. <laughs> <laughs> All you need, man. Oh, God. Yeah, it's, uh, whew. everybody's at an 11 the entire time. There's, there's no, there's, there's nothing very dynamic going on here. Everyone is constantly yelling or crying or <laughs> like really thinking about killing themselves or, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot. The, the, I, I, if you ever edit video, um, especially in modern times, like if you edit video, it's just like a bunch of blocks, like audio. It's like blocks. You slide them there and you slide them there and, it, and like you make shapes and it makes sense after a while. Um, I can tell that the person didn't understand how to crossfade anything, including the audio, because there are several times where, hey, man, what's going on? Not much. Hang on. Like, what is happening? Oh, that is, what is happening? That is a hundred percent. It seems like a lot of the conversations they have in uh, there's there's a kitchen, like oh. his friend's kitchen. Yeah, and, the bill cuts. The, the yeah, cuts for bills. Pay your bills, cuck. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, that's that's the one where it's just like, yeah, it, like you'll just get in and be like. And then, and then it's, you can't even hear it after that. It's like whispers. And then I'm like turning up the volume. And the next thing you get is just distortion. Like, oh, it's horrible. The, the women, I, I can tell, this is just another guess. I assume that when they used like some microphones or whatever, because if you have like some cheaper microphones, you can set them to like zero or negative decimal 10. I assume they're like, well, zero, right? That, that's, yeah, why would we do anything less than zero? Don't want it to be too quiet. Because it is it is hardlining multiple times. Mm. Yeah. It's it's not good. It's it's very upsetting. <laughs> also, the woman yelling at the guy like, hey, pay your bills. I hate you. Pay your bills. Oh, yeah. Buy your daughter something. I hate you. <laughs> and that woman coming in and be like, hey, he should really get your daughter something. He's being kind of a bum. And she turns around and is like, yo, I don't expect someone like you to understand. <laughs> it's like, I don't expect someone like you to understand. Like, that's fucking harsh. Like, that's cutting someone deep. Mm -hmm. Like, what the well, fuck? There, there's a couple... There's a couple of key moments here that that really drive the plot along, and the first one is, and again, to the movie's credit, what little credit we can give it, 
the, the it does have points in the plot that actually propel it forward. And the first one is <laughs> uh, we start off it, it, Christmas in you know the past, and there's there's a party and everything's great. We're praying over the food. There is a scantily clad Latina woman that one of our central characters is dancing provocatively with, <laughs> yeah. and everybody's having a great time. It's the okay? saddest party. It is It is such a weird look. It is like, no, it's I don't... It's very weird, because everyone's just standing around, except for, like, bump and grind Puerto Rican Christmas time. And That's they're, watch- little... <laughs> <laughs> they're watching them. <laughs> yeah, they're just, everyone's just staring at them like, yes, this is good. How do they know each other? How does anyone... This is the weirdest group of people. No one looks like they know each other. Well, they're not... Well, yeah, I guess that the Latina woman is the is the sister-in-law of one of the three main mm-hmm. characters. But uh, yeah. the three main characters, that's, that's the real mystery because they all seem to be uh, a vastly different age group. You know, like they... Oh, it's, yeah, it's how do these people United know each Nations other? United Nations here. Yeah, you know those Puerto Ricans, they'd be partying all the, all the time. <laughs> like multiple times throughout the movie, they just say, hey, you know those Puerto Ricans. <laughs> I don't it, know. It looks like each of these characters, I mean, it seems like based on what we're told, they've been friends since childhood. But based on looks alone, they no. all look like they have a, like a 10-year age gap in between. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. There's a young like, African-American man. He looks to be about 20. <laughs> there is the aforementioned like... Puerto Rican guy, he looks like he's in his 30s, and then there's the old white guy who looks like he's in his mid-40s and he's seen some shit. So that's kind of the range that we're dealing with. But at this party... <laughs> hey guys, let's go at, talk about the first time we voted. <laughs> <laughs> they, Everything is going fine, and then they go to leave the party, and um, you know the one guy he, he, that he's been dancing with this girl all night, and he gets her number, and they got a date on Saturday and everything's perfect. Nothing could be better. And then in, in the most hilarious twist of all time, we get a, uh, a knee slapper of a car killing, uh, when the car- this character's mom just gets blasted by another car no. and dies. You can't ignore drunk techno dad. Yeah, he's listening to like oh, a CNC music. <laughs> be my lover, be my lover. He's not- and then just on the downbeat of like the fucking Venga bus. He's listening to the most aggressive, the most hard techno music and he's not enjoying yeah. it, it Dude, so you gotta loud. go hard when you run down old women in the street on christmas day he doesn't like it it's so weird it looks like he doesn't like the music it's so strange i mean he probably does my theory would be that he was he was dozing off so it was like what would be the most loud and obnoxious music to wake me up uh, <laughs> By the house I just, station. I, don't know. I just think he's insane. He's like this guy, he just looks so true. He just—it's so weird how normal everyone looks in the movie, and yet no one's acting normal. So it's just like this weird, sinister bent to it all. It's so mm. strange. Oh yeah. Oh my god! It is, Techno it is dad, a real treat. So Techno <laughs> dad runs down mommy, and. Uh, that kind of leads us to, okay, this is why this guy's a real dickhead. Um, Cause his mom got run over by a car. And then, and then that, that leads us to our next big tentpole scene, uh, which is the, uh, it's like a dickhead powwow here. It's, it's our three friends. No, and no. they're all talking about how they're sad sacks of shit. Right. We, That's, we, this is... we, well, and one guy, one guy, <laughs> his mom, 
doesn't believe that his dad is dead, even though. Oh, he, <laughs> this is fucking good shit. Yeah. This is the best stuff so the, the, the reason they're all sad, there's, there's dead mom. There's, I don't have a job and my wife won't stop yelling at me. And then there's, my dad went to Iraq to do construction and he's been gone for a month. No, months. Months and months. Because he, there's this random point where he's like, unless I heard he was a hostage. It's like, what? On the show, the hostage photos, the the Earth's shittiest photo show. It doesn't need to be in the movie. Why is that in the movie? You, you, you're correct in that, like, how the fuck would they know that he's a hostage? Like, no, you wouldn't know that. But you you think that, like, oh, he's been gone for years or months and months and months. He's just gone because there's a whole scene where he's just like, Mom, he's dead. Fuck you. But then we find out at the end. Uh, spoiler alert, he comes back, which is some high <laughs> stupid shit. But, but we find out at the end, like, there's an actual line where he's just like, Dad, I haven't talked to you since the beginning of November or something like that. Like it's been like two months. It's been like two months. And, he, and he's like, Mom, he's dead. Just fucking who cares? I love how all of the lessons, all of the life lessons are wrong. They're wrong. Everything is wrong. All the advice is wrong. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, hey, don't say that the dad's dead. The kids might hear. It's like the kids should hear if someone went to Iraq. If you genuinely believe, it's just like, Where's dad? It's like, I, I don't know. Uh, I can't believe that. I've been married to him for Google 30 years. Don't Google any beheading videos this week. <laughs> yeah, well, but if you've been married to someone for 30 years, you can tell if someone's alive or dead, right? Because that's that's something she keeps bringing up. No, I've been married to 30 years. She's alive. <laughs> All right. So we've got we've got uh, dad dad situation. I can't get a job. My wife hates me and mommy's dead. And yep. we're all yelling, 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 yelling. And mommy's dead. He's, he's a special situation because he bought a gun at some point. Uh, which is also weird because, well, we get this whole sad sap scene where he's like got it in his mouth. You think he's going to blow his fucking brains out. But of course he doesn't because he's kind of the main character. And, and he walks back out and he's got the gun in his hand. He's like, we should rob somebody because we need money and money will solve our problems. And then the reaction of his friends isn't immediately, well, that's a bad idea. I mean, it is, but it isn't. But uh, th- their first reaction is, where'd you get that? We're all going to get in trouble. It's like, he could just buy a gun. You could just buy a fucking gun. Like yeah. <laughs> they immediately go to like he he got it for some nefarious means instead of just walking into you know Joe's gun and ammo and just buying the fucking. Well, maybe thing. this takes place in an alternate reality where we have sensible gun control. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, you know. <laughs> I just I love how they're like they get into that house and they're like let's party and uh, like I said like I used to sell liquor and right away when they're like pouring the heavy drinks because <laughs> they're having. Some alcoholic beverages. You can tell, like, no, that is Southern Comfort lime. Not regular ass <laughs> sweet Southern Comfort that's made for 18-year-olds. Southern Comfort lime, which is made for 15-year-olds. Like, the the sweetest possible drink where you're like, ew, 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 I could taste alcohol. <laughs> like, And that's fine. I'm not judging anyone if you drink that. But I wouldn't choose it for a scene where we're supposed to show someone's drinking problem and all these people. <laughs> and my favorite. He's got to have a diabetes problem. He's, uh, he's holding a shot glass looking at it and goes I used to party but not anymore and his friends are like oh yeah 
<laughs> like, no, these are all red flags. No one's paying attention to him whatsoever. <laughs> it's just Trevor is my favorite guy because he goes to the bathroom and there and these two guys, I, what are the guys even talking about? They're like just shooting the shit or something. Yeah, more or less. And it will like, just. Oh, uh, it's sad. My wife hates me. Ha ha ha. Puerto Ricans, you know us. We we party until you know Christmas is over, and then we party more. And then the actual Puerto Rican guy goes, "But you're not Puerto Rican." And the other guy goes, "Ha ha, you're right. I'm Italian." Uh-huh. It's fun. We, we, we like to have fun here. <laughs> it's great. I think maybe when he's in the bathroom is when they're talking about uh, Iraq dead. I think that might be the Iraq oh, dad yeah. flashback. But we are smash cutting, and I do mean this sincerely, we are smash cutting to a man who previously we did not know about the gun. We did not know he had a gun on him. He's in the bathroom with a a, a, a pistol, like, all the way to where the the trigger is. Like, he's deep-throwing this fucking gun. Which no oh my one, god just just hoovering that little nine millimeter no one would do that they would shoot in the forehead they would shoot somewhere else he's doing this weird thing where he's like he's like know. if i can eat the hammer on the gun <laughs> then all my problems will go away yeah maybe he wasn't suicide maybe he was hungry <laughs> yeah i don't know i i, I i'm really stuck on myros's suggestion that this takes place in an alternate universe with sensible gun control <laughs> but maybe it's like but in a, in a universe like uh like a Kenneth Del Vecchio cinematic universe. So <laughs> it's uh, it's from his movie, uh, David Hog Wild. What happens when a young man who is the victim of a school shooting suddenly becomes president and takes away all of our guns? And then a guy wants to kill himself because his mom got run over by the <laughs> Venga bus. Yeah, there you go. No, his mom left him. My mom yeah. left me. <laughs> What's the saddest thing to say? She, she paid her fare on the Venga bus and drove straight to hell. Uh, okay, um, so this is when I started having tears running down my face because the guy was like, <laughs> the guy, he's saying like, man, my mom begged him not to go to Iraq and the delivery is horrible. And he's he's doing the he's doing the dead eyes because he doesn't know how to make himself cry as an actor yet. So he's just <laughs> doing like the he's doing the thing where he's like not blinking. <laughs> so the delivery on the line is really disarming, and then he starts crying. It's so funny. This movie is so fucking funny. Like, cannot please watch this if you're listening. Please watch this movie. Yeah, oh I, my god, I really want to know why uh, Dad went to Iraq anyway. He's like sixty years old, fat as shit. <laughs> It, 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 they said contract work. I, what is he? Yeah, working he looks for Blackwater like a fucking meatball. <laughs> he's just gonna murder some little women and stuff like that. You he's know. the actual shape of a fucking like uh like a, a pasty, just like a stuffed <laughs> piece of like fucking meat bread. It, it's just baffling. It's just, I, I, he's not doing military work. I mean that that doesn't make any sense. No, it, it looks like he has to like go to the doctor and like get his sores scraped off because he's got like diabetes legs or no, something. When he shows up at the end, though, they they, they do that thing where they fade to people in the living room just kind of shooting the shit. Like, hey, how's it been? Yeah, it's been all right. Been uh, playing some football, you know, just doing some things, you know, yeah, just hanging out. It's like, wait, wait, you've returned from Iraq, and the mom who was like, I know he's alive, left him alone for like three seconds. I don't know. That guy is the actor who plays the dad. It's so funny. It's so funny because he doesn't care he's just being nice 
I think they just cast him to do like the fucking mariachi scene at the party. They're like, oh, look, he's a jolly mariachi guy. Woo. And then honestly, we love him. We love him. He, he's actually a really good guitar player. Did you guys hear that song? Oh, I'm sorry. No, you didn't. Because he didn't use any. <laughs> I don't think they were using sequence. diegetic sound in this one. There's an extended wow. sequence of him playing the guitar and everyone singing along and having a good time. And you can't hear any of it because it's they're playing really loud techno music. <laughs> it's so Great. insane. It's so insane. And everyone's so genuine. Oh, God. It's so so the it's plot really of this lovely. is that these three sad sacks attempt to rob Santa Claus. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it, that's that's the it turns out that it's actually they, none of them have money this is what you do it's it's and, and this of course leads to them finding because they're like well we don't want to rob hey, we just gotta find the right guy to rob and they're walking down the street just dressed in their street clothes no mask no nothing waving the fucking gun around <laughs> and they see santa claus you mean techno santa because there's a techno beat when santa's walking alone followed by those guys they're like six feet behind them and they keep showing they have multiple scenes of these guys following techno santa <laughs> yeah so good and so and what is the, their logic is like <laughs> hey we don't, i don't want to be robbing any hard working uh guy <laughs> So what, I figure they're going to yeah. go, oh, we got to get this crooked bank or something. The fucking like mall Santa. <laughs> Dude, and it's funny as hell because the Santa, he's walking down like your basic ass suburb, like, no, nah, not suburb, kind of towny kind of thing, you know, like, like, and it's just a really normal street and the music, it sounds like, like that anime Zoids, <laughs> like with the, with the, with like the, the, the robot tigers fighting, <laughs> like the final battle. It's such intense music. And this guy's just like, do, 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 do. And these three doofuses are like, do, 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 it's the techno music. Oh my God. This fucking guy's uh, working for minimum wage collected for UNICEF probably. And they're like, oh, this is the guy. This is the guy. We're going to get this bastard. Yeah. It's a real dickhead. He's going down. This fuck's uh, going well, away. And, and so this is where it, it turns into like the, the second part of this movie. Um, and it, it takes us into our, our, our third act where Points it, goes to Santa. All, it goes all it's it's a wonderful life because they try to rob Santa and Santa's just like, oh, I know your name and I know all the presents you wanted as a child. And I know this, that and the other thing about you. And then after having this incredibly weird, stupid experience, um, they decide not to rob Santa and suddenly become. <laughs> Very good people and happy people, people that are not Very haunted by the traumas no. that they've endured. <laughs> yes, no, and then it Dude. seems like the Santa test was not the only test they had. No, God was yes. really fucking with them. Here. He he just God, like God, kept God, dropping yeah, money in their lap and taking it away for God knows why. I, Guys, when they t- when they talked to the guy who came back from Iraq, like, hey, how did you get out of there anyway? The guy's like, well, this 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 guy, they look like Santa Claus showed up. What the fuck? Santa yeah. rescued someone well, from Iraq? Are you insane? That's li- yeah, literally the end of the movie is we find out that Santa Claus, I don't know, he Santa Claus and or an angel and or Jesus, because they're all the same thing. Yes in this movie's universe santa jesus angel went to iraq and like rescued the the dad from a cave 
and all and then like led him into the light and what? at the end of the light was the US Army and they all fucking saluted each other and jerked each other off and he fucking jizz rocketed home I guess I don't know well, why are they fucking um, with their money so much is my question like what uh, why is God's lesson yeah, to be like I don't understand that either uh, here guys here's a purse with $10,000 in it I hope you give it back and then you do, and yeah, it's, it's just they're a not fucking greedy people. It's an angel who takes the, the bucks up to heaven. Why does oh he give it to these people God. who are poor as shit? And then he gives like his last twenty to like a fucking homeless man who is also a fucking secret angel. I'm like, what? What the fuck? These people don't have money. What? We have to talk about the special effects because they are oh the angel wings. Oh the my same God. technology utilized in the opening credits. They are just transforming. <laughs> it is the weirdest thing. It just looks like they stay the same, but the world turns into the PlayStation One. It's just like really disturbing. Just, it just like, but then they like teleport like multiple times, and you can just see wings. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I have to. I, there are a couple of lines here that literally resulted in me like having tears running down my face because I was laughing so hard. One of them is when he's pointing a gun at Santa's face. <laughs> and, and <laughs> I talked to your mom's soul all the time. <laughs> Dude, have you ever seen Tales from the Hood? Because I have got like, just like, it just struck me right away. Like, this is so disturbing. And this guy's putting a gun and he's like, I see my mother <laughs> aging right in front of my face. <laughs> Like, yeah, always. <laughs> what are you talking about? Why are you putting a gun in Santa? <laughs> Completely fucking psychotic. No, it's this. Yeah, this this whole thing. And then and then like Myro said too, all the lessons learned here are way off. Just oh. off in left field. Have nothing to do with the people. And then the niceness that these guys are exhibiting, it, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Like there's this other scene too where they're they're like walking up, they're walking home. And they get to the one guy's house, and um, the the character with the dead mom, Trevor, he he pulls out his mom's wedding ring, and it's like a diamond wedding ring, and he's just like, "Here, buddy, take this." To his other friend, well, yeah, what the I fuck don't was that? need it. I don't know, but if someone, I don't care like what situation <laughs> no, I'm don't in. Take if someone's it. like, "Here's my dead mom's wedding ring," I'll be like, eh, "Why don't you keep that one to give to your wife for Christmas?" What is that fucking insane? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then that was the implication. It's like, you can take my dead mom's wedding ring and give it to your wife as a Christmas gift. <laughs> what? Okay, I'm sorry to... Doesn't I'm... she already have a wedding? Here's another one off of a dead woman that you knew? <laughs> if any of this strikes you as realistic... Please seek therapy because <laughs> this I like is how Trevor's thing was like. I almost pawned it too. I, I almost pawned this ring, man. Yeah, you're you're like fucking most you violent. You're right. You probably should have pawned the fuck. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> <for? laughs> hundred bucks at least. That, that, yeah, like no, he, he, he spent money on a gun instead of pawning a ring and getting money. That was the decision that he made hey, today. Hey, that's his mom's a gun, gun is an investment. I get it. That's but, his mom's gun. <laughs> Leave it alone. Uh, yeah, you know, if you wouldn't have invested in a gun, uh, he wouldn't have been able to rob Santa Claus. And uh, 
I just, dude, everything about this is codependency. I'm serious. Like, I'm not, I swear. This is like, if someone's like, hey, um, I know you don't have anything for your wife. I'll solve your problems. Here's my dead mom's ring. Say fucking no. That's a problem. He should, that person is putting a lot on you. Do not fucking take that. If if, if someone is uh, saying, no, I can feel the person is alive. Get them to therapy. Wrong. Wrong way of thinking. (laughs) Somebody's putting a gun in their mouth. No, because their mom left them. Oh my God. Have you, uh, these guys talk ever? Do these people know each other? Because they seem to have never addressed these issues prior to this evening. (laughs) Well, you know, the movie, it does, it it ties everything up with a nice, neat little bow here. So because they were good little boys, and even though they're poor, they didn't take money, they are gifted by Santa Jesus angels, everything that they truly want in life. So the Italian guy, uh, the the Ken Del Vecchio stand-in here, he gets gifts for his wife and children and also a a job yeah plus another job for a friend a bonus job i just got a phone call man they're they're just hiring people it's crazy they're just doing it (laughs) just doing it you guys got jobs that's good too the person who doesn't live there goes also i answered the phone while you were gone and it was your boss and he said hey your job's back and then you get more job too (laughs) okay um that's cool and so, so then trevor our buddy with the gun uh he gets to see well he sees the spirit of his dead mother but really his true <laughs> gift is that woman that we were discussing previously the one that he uh, seductively danced with prior christmas one one year ago to the day he danced with a woman at a christmas party okay and um this same woman is at his friend's house again for christmas and he sees her and they seem to have, and all of a sudden, he, she's like, ooh, sexy eyes. And he's yeah. like, your eyes are sexy. I want to fuck your iris. Very it's inappropriate. It's a weird eye sex thing that I don't like. And then the, the guy that got his mom's ring turns to him and goes, hey, buddy, you're going to need this, I bet. <laughs> Wait, how? They've had two interactions in the span of a year. I interact more with like the guy at McDonald's that hands me my fucking chicken nuggets than this man is, is interacting with his woman. I hear wedding this bells. Is- yeah, that's well, but here's the thing the guy tells him hey come on inside and he's like no i'm just gonna go and walk and think and smile <laughs> he's like no come on inside and then he goes why and the guy says hey maybe if you're there maybe we won't fight once again mm. codependency mm. you must you you have to assert your feelings sir you cannot <laughs> seriously what is it this author should really just not care about other people's feelings for just a bit because everybody's just everybody's happy and taken care of and no one's disagreeable anymore that's how things end right <laughs> mm-hmm. well and and then finally the the big the big santa flex here is um, not only does, does Mr. Iraq get presents for all of his uh, siblings and stuff, but fucking that little, that little calzone came, came home from, from Iraq cause Santa Jesus saved him. 
Uh, and, and then there, there we are. Yeah, but let's be, are. let's be clear. The man who looks like he is, you know, the senior credit analyst at H&R Block on Third Street, <laughs> he went to Iraq apparently. Now he's back and he's not really like, he has no expression on his face. He's like, yeah, some guy, I don't know. But he, he was yeah, like, I mean, he was like Santa. Jesus, he been like, like that's the best I can. Held hostage by Al Qaeda for fucking months. You'd think he would be like traumatized or something. He just seems as jolly as ever, you know? He's clearly the man who was just was maybe waiting outside for a scene. Maybe it's all his scene. fault. Like it's 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 a bow bird dog situation, and then everybody gets mad at him because he got captured. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, the the house of uh, um, I don't know the family with the not dead dad just covered mm-hmm. in DC shit. Oh, that was weird too. Fucking weird. Like I noticed it first. I was like. Oh, there's like a Wonder Woman picture on the wall. That's weird. And then it like pans over. It's just like, no, here's 27 posters for Batman Begins. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, but here's what I, here's what I, I don't really like this guy. I'm sorry. I don't want to be too uh, judgmental of this individual here, but I couldn't help but notice that uh, that that drawing of Wonder Woman was from, uh, I believe, the uh, animated movie from uh, earlier last decade, and uh, the the gigantic plastic Batman was in fact the collection of the. Uh, you know, animated series, uh, and his posters, of course, where uh, Batman begins in the in the films. What I'm trying to say, gentlemen, is uh, we have the worst type of DC fan here, the one that only likes <laughs> the movies and the media and not the books. The oh, worst. Oh, that's a damn shame. <laughs> so you, you, you're missing the emotional heart of this. The real Christmas tears come flowing when when Santa Claus actually gifts the uh, the unemployed man the toy cowboy guns that he'd been yearning for since childhood. Uh, that's, yeah, you know, that, that's, that's, that's right when they were pulling those heartstrings. Yeah. And then his wife goes, who are those from? And he goes, my parents. Uh, right, okay. Okay. But, but no, 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 no. It wasn't that fast and it wasn't that sudden. It is a painful 45 to a minute of just this man being like, here's your gift, honey. And she goes, huh? You got a gift for yourself? And hands it back to him without any follow-up questions. And he opens right. up this box that's full of guns and starts sobbing silently for like 30 seconds. And then she's like, without her ever being like, Jesus Christ, what is happening? I'm watching this man break down over toy guns. Oh, really, God. It's really some special stuff. <laughs> All no. right. Well, boys, we are we are unfortunately running along. We got to wrap this up. Yeah, because you have me uh, on the show, man. I can't shut the fuck up. These movies are amazing. <laughs> that's what we do, Colin. That's, that's what we provide. You have to watch now, these. Good there Lord. There are two questions on, on everyone's mind right now. Um, the first thing that I'm sure you're asking yourself is how are these movies connected aside from, you know, being ostensibly about Christmas, even though only one is really about Christmas. And the answer is uh, (laughs) a wrestling Christmas miracle is a wrestling movie, sort of not the professional wrestling movie that I wanted, but it turns out that, um, you know, in the movie, the Christmas Tears, uh, one of the characters, uh, Noel, or Noel, I'm not sure, and I don't even know where this character is in The Christmas Tears, <laughs> I just know that this person is in The Christmas Tears, is played by one Jonathan Figueroa. And if you know who that is, congratulations, you're a big fucking loser because you were watching TNA in like 2008 <laughs> or something. Uh, this is the Amazing Red, professional wrestler, TNA Impact Wrestling, congratulations. Uh, so that there's the connection. Did you see wow. the other big cast question, note, Steve? I'm sure. 
<clears throat> what's Did that? You see the other big cast note on this one? No. What, what's the oh, other I was going to say, you know, I'll, I'll give this movie one thing. They did find a damn good Santa Claus. Uh, yep. You see, he was credited as Santa Claus. Uh, Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. In the, in the credits, Santa Claus as himself. The only real actor of the film. And it's quite obvious. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he, yeah. he delivers his lines very competently. And, and yeah. Even though he's being shot by a Method DV acting, camera <laughs> that makes him look like a fucking pile of red jello. It is so bad. Oh. All right. Well, uh, the, the other question that's on everyone's mind is, you know, we, we've been tough on these movies. Myros found the one positive review out there for uh, a wrestling Christmas miracle. Did anyone, though, did anyone like Christmas Tears? And you may be shocked to know that quite a few people, strangely enough. Oh, I am not surprised. It's fucking so, great. <laughs> from Amazon user JR, who looks like a real little just cherub of a boy. God bless him. He called this, quote, a touching story of struggles and faith and hope. This movie could not have come in a better time. It is well recommended. Those same struggles and dedication in making this movie by those involved, they put their heart and soul to make it a reality. God bless all involved. Five stars. Thank you. Um, just me, user Just Me on Amazon. <laughs> it's just you. Uh, they called the movie uh, uplifting and inspirational, saying, quote, this movie was very inspirational and uplifting. <laughs> Actors were excellent, and the story plot was incredible. Yes, the story plot. Oh, A man. story that can relate to most of us during our struggles and teaches us hope and faith goes a long way. Two thumbs up, five stars. Uh, finally, Shelley Cohen called it an uplifting family movie of hope. Shelley says, I love the fact that good overcomes all. I love the idea that you, if you stay true to yourself, that good things will happen for you destined to become a holiday classic yeah shelly put the fucking paper bag and the spray paint down you've been huffing (laughs) Um, so one final final five-star review from louise rizzuto Uh, she just titled her five-star review christmas tears and she says i love this movie was so real Oh, yeah. Thank you, Amazon, for allowing us to view it. Shout out to all who was involved in this movie. Shout out, indeed. Thank you, Louise. And that's what we've got. A lot of people really love this one. Mm. So the question on all of our minds is atrocity or curiosity? And let's start with a wrestling Christmas miracle. Atrocity or curiosity? My vote is firmly in the atrocity camp. You don't need to watch this. I would say that the director and the writer involved in this, probably all of their movies are better than this. There's no reason to watch a wrestling Christmas miracle. Fuck it. Uh, Colin, what say you? Yeah, no, fuck uh, wrestling Christmas. There, even if you like bad movies, it's not that bad. It's just, it's always at 11. And so it just becomes white noise after a while. I fell asleep actually and had to watch the last 10 minutes again. And, and this movie is constantly loud to so just, you know, just doesn't make any difference after a while. So, yeah, mm-hmm. fuck it. Uh, mm-hmm. Atrocity. Get in the bin. Atrocity. Myros, what say you? Uh, you know, I think I'm going to give it a curiosity slightly. Just, what? Just on the basis <laughs> as a, I, you know, it's not like people are out there with access to this uh, vast catalog of Ken Del Vecchio. Uh, as an introduction uh, to this rabbit hole, I'm going to give it a, a mild curiosity. 
Okay, okay. Um, and then we move on to Christmas Tears. And uh, for me, boy, uh, this is this is a terrible movie. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> God damn, is it terrible in, in special, special ways? It certainly had me laughing. Uh, it also has the benefit of, much like a wrestling Christmas miracle, a very brief runtime, just a, a brisk 75 minutes or so. Uh, really, truly a magical adventure. And it's also completely deranged and made by someone who probably shouldn't make films, but uh, <laughs> they, they gave it they gave it their all. So I'm, I'm going to give this one a curiosity. If you want some real terrible shit that is a step above or I guess a step below uh, the usual schlock that you can watch around this time of year, uh, you would you can't go wrong, really, with Christmas tears. So I'm going to give it a curiosity. Uh, what say you, Colin? Oh man, way up. Yep. Christmas tears. Love it. Like I, I legitimately want to buy a copy of this film so I can save it to watch later because it is, um, it's just a classic uh, thing. You couldn't make this on purpose and it, it wouldn't work the same. Like it, it requires yeah. just that, that level of ineptitude, but, um, like emotional inertia or yes, we can make this movie. Let's do it. And everyone is kind of in on the joke. You know, they know they're not really actors, but it's just so much fun. And they deliver all their lines terribly. <laughs> I was going to say earnestly, but that's not true. <laughs> they're all terrible, but there's, there's something charming about it where I don't know. It just, it makes me very happy. I enjoyed this movie thoroughly. I thought it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Christmas tears. Well, and, and Colin, Colin, if you want to buy it, not only can you buy the movie, but the script is also available to purchase on Amazon if you'd like your own copy. Well, and so I can um, reenact it every morning, of course. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. That's to become a, a classic uh, in your own home, right? I'm going to be like... Maybe you can do a little Zoom call with the family. Everybody takes out their Christmas Tears script. Oh. I'm going to do my one-man show of Christmas Tears like Patrick Stewart. <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to come in and sit down and just... I don't even know what a one-man show would even look like. But A lot of options for you. It is It is sincerely one of the funniest things I have ever seen. And I very much enjoy the fact that a man is putting a gun at Santa Claus's face saying, I'm seeing my mother age right before my eyes. As if that is, mm -hmm. It's just so great. It's unique it's so experience. Great. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm, Adam so, I'm sorry, Myros. Go, go ahead. I could talk about this what movie all think? day. Atrocity or curiosity, You sir? know, I'm I'm less enamored with this movie than, than either of you, I think, but I also am uh, still going to give it a curiosity. It's 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 got Yay. a lot of heart. It's uh, the technical buffoonery is always entertaining. And uh, yeah, if for nothing else than that classic uh, jam and... Uh, the mother getting hit by the car. I mean, you, you can't go wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like, uh, based on what we're saying here, it looks like I'm going to chalk up the first win of the season. Oh, yeah. I have found the worst. You know, Steve, I, I might surprise you by not even good. arguing against you, frankly, because uh, I, I I don't know. I, I'm kind of on the fence between the two, but that being said, only one of them feels like, I need to take a shower afterwards. And, and that is, in fact, the wrestling <laughs> Christmas miracle. And uh, oh, I, Del Vecchio tell you to hit the showers. Yeah, I, I, would <laughs> I was just thinking when you mentioned runtime as well. I, we didn't get into <laughs> yeah. the runtime of wrestling Christmas miracle, which is padded by approximately 15 minutes of this home video footage in like uh, a movie that is 110 minutes, I think, long. And now, barely, now that we've, we've uncovered that, vast swaths of the movie are also from a different film entirely 
how much footage is even in a wrestling Christmas miracle? Like 30 minutes? <laughs> oh, if that, yeah. That tops. 30 minutes tops. It's, it, it's pretty impressive. But you wouldn't want to watch it. That's just it. Like wrestling Christmas miracle, it's just... There's just nothing to it. And even if you want to see something that's bad, it's like it's trying too hard to be bad. So it doesn't really work. Yeah, frankly, the most you know, fascinating stuff in Wrestling Christmas Miracle is the stuff that is uh, definitely not originally shot for this film. Like the, the weird hospital thing and uh, the amateur <laughs> sports footage is, is kind of the most perplexing stuff in there. I'm yep. just going to say, I was never bored during Christmas years. It was thoroughly entertaining. You got a man just like putting a fucking gun in his mouth, putting a gun towards Santa. You know, his dead mom is an angel and she's coming back. And like, this movie just goes for it. It goes for it. And it cannot accomplish any of it. And it's great. <laughs> it's great. They just go for All it. All right, boys. Uh, well, Colin, thank you again for uh, being our, our, our third party here and helping us decide uh, what the worst film was. Although... It was, it was kind of a, a landslide this week. Um, if you are listening to this podcast right now, do us a big favor. There's a couple of links in the description. The first one will take you to our iTunes page. It is super important because of stupid algorithms that you click that little iTunes link. It'll load up uh, the iTunes page for cost of content. And I need you to do me a favor. It will take five seconds. Leave us a five-star written review. Literally, you could be you could just five stars. This show is great. Whatever. That's it. It takes two seconds of your time. And the reason we need you to do that is because, I, I don't know, the way iTunes operates, if, if you don't have enough ratings and reviews, they don't, you know, they don't make your show as visible. And that's some bullshit. So help lift us up. Make it a Christmas miracle that we can be found on a podcast service. Also, if you like this show so much that you would like to get into the spirit of giving this year and, uh, you know, give us some, give us some money, uh, that'd be great. Although the world's kind of fucked right now, so if you don't have any money to give us, don't worry about it. But uh, we have a Patreon page, and you can click over to that Patreon page, and uh, you can give the whole Optimism Vaccine Network, which includes cost of content, a couple bucks a month. And that'll give you access to exclusive content, uh, and that includes podcasts, written stuff, all kinds of stuff. Entire backlog of Optimism Vaccine, of cost of content, of other, other series that we've done. Just a beautiful treasure trove, an archive just for you. And then, you know, if you go up to a higher tier, you can do things like suggest content uh, for future episodes of Cost of Content or Optimism Vaccine or whatever you want. Or you can have your name read on the air of a podcast, just like Paula and like Dustin. You could be the next Paula. You could be the next Dustin. Imagine that. You, a Dustin. You ever want to be a Dustin before, Colin? Oh, man, Dustin. Amazing. Amazing individual. Yeah. And the other person it, who I've already forgotten the name of, I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't you ever, ever forget the name of Paula. Ah, uh, Paula, angel. yes, of course. Paula and we Dustin, Paula. my favorites. Uh, Honestly, they're the also, only reason I even come on this show. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. blame them. <laughs> no, they're great. Uh, if you enjoyed the show uh, or if you didn't, let us know. You can email us, optimismvaccine at gmail.com. Great place to send all your death threats, marriage proposals, questions, comments, whatever you have. Uh, you can also tweet at us, at optimismvaccine. 
Uh, and Colin, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I guess you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Crychop. That's at Dr. Crychop. I'll be doing lots of cool stuff uh, soon. I, I don't know. I, I, I make lots of different things. So I guess the best bet is to just go to Instagram for the time being. If you want to see like my visual video shit, that's uh, Instagram, uh, Dr. Crychop. It's it's all hack shit, but it's fun. It looks like <laughs> it actually looks like uh, Christmas tears sometimes. I kind of wanted to Dude, mess with it. It looks great. Don't downplay the validity of your of your OnlyFans. <laughs> page i think that's, that's where the one is at. all right well uh thank you again colin for being on and uh yeah we'll see you next time thanks